Hello, dearest friends. Welcome to an exciting season finale of Knights of Evening Star. We're going to be wrapping up the cool events of the Shadowfell, I hope, fingers crossed, uh, tonight. I am your Dungeon Master, Mark Sherlock Humes, and I'm joined by my wonderful regular players that you can see here. Da, 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 da. I'm joined by the ever-lovely Anna Prosser. I have the excellent Nate Sharp. I have the sweet Mika Burton. And of course, the handsome Jonathan Indovino, a.k.a. Shady Penguin. Uh, is that suitable, Shady? Are you saying by those Everything you said was wonderful. Every I could single see Shady word. being like, which he was adjective I was yeah. is it going to <laughs> he be? Was. He was I waiting. I think I've gotten excellent before, and I'm like super down with it. Okay, good. Yeah, that was, that was a, well, that was that really set the bar kind of high, and I was mm -hmm. like, "Here's the here's oh the secret, God. guys. All of those adjectives apply to all of you. I just <gasps> used one. There we go. Anyway, oh. enough of this saccharine stuff. I'm going to try and murder you in a role playing game now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if you're not familiar with Knights of uh, Evening Star, maybe this is your first time watching it. Maybe you've been with us the whole time, but you've just got lost in all this Shadowfell stuff we've been doing. This campaign is all about a group of nobles and their advisors and war wizards and all kind of things from the land of Cormir, which is a part of the Forgotten Realms. Uh, they are the kind of stewards of a little local area called Evening Star, a town and surrounding area. And recently, uh, they have gone on a little bit of an, a little bit of a kind of detoured side mission to go and make some money, which has turned out to be a bit of a bigger thing than expected. Um, we've got a bunch of cool characters, and we're going to play some awesome D and D. Is everyone good to play? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. A little quick recap then. Uh, our heroes of Evening Star have come to the Shadowfell in order to complete a magical relic that is tied to the events of Castle Braywinter and the machinations of Raedrin Braywinter, a Cormerian noble of centuries past who toyed with Shadowfell magic before the Spell Plague trapped the castle within a half dimension. After discovering a camp of forlorn celestials who had succumbed to the influence of the Shadowfell, the party faced off against Elaviel, an archon who had been twisted by the Shadow Plane and succeeded uh, in destroying the angel, hoping that doing so would send the angel back to the celestial plane where they could recover. As Elaviel's body uh, erupted into a brilliant light, a crystal formed of intense luminosity, a moat of brilliant radiance, the last item needed construct the dark light a relic that will hopefully help them destroy radrin and may unveil even more mysteries and that is where we are we literally ended it as uh elaviel this archon erupted into light and i believe azara uh kind of gathered up the moat uh that had uh coalesced from the radiance left behind by his destruction um and that was where we left things off last week. Uh, you currently stand in the tower. The kind of inky shadows, the blackness that had been created by Elaviel has all now faded. And the only change, apart from this glowing crystal uh, that was left behind, is the central dais of the tower. This kind of strange metallic looking altar of gold and silver has now kind of lit up. And you can see there are all sorts of crystals. They look almost like buttons that could be pressed, um, seem to have lit up. This, this console almost has become active uh, with the angel's destruction. Uh, you have a little holyphant called Kiki, who had helped uh, kind of advise you and give you information about everything going on, uh, who is sort of recovering from everything that's happened. Um, but my question to all of you, as always, what would you like to do now? It has not been an hour since I cast my summon beast spell, correct? Has not, no. We've so literally my fiery cast it elk combat. is still hanging out. It is, yes. So yep. I am, I'm leaning 
uh, like with exhaustion against my fire elk and it is sweetly nuzzling my hand and holding me up. Yeah, you hear like the roaring flames, the kind of mm-hmm. of its mane. But yeah, you kind of lean against that. Uh, anybody um, else? Azara with her sweet eight hit points is still coughing up blood. <laughs> um, uh, but she'll, she'll turn into Kiki and kind of vaguely gesture at this lit up console uh, as much as she can while mm-hmm. she's almost dead. And uh, <laughs> be like, do you know what that is? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, th- this this is the console that will um it will transport the force back to Mount Celestia. Elavial uh, was guarding it. It's sort of a transportation device that sends people back to the celestial plane. With it, you you could send all of the angels back home, uh, all the ones in the camp. Um, I I don't I I can't really activate it myself. And she kind of lifts up her trunk and her giant big hands. Um, but she points, gesturing at several of the buttons. Like if you just press these, it should send everyone else home. Um, oh oh, I I'm sad that we couldn't help Alaviel. I I hope that maybe we had we could find a way to to help them. But I, I guess you had to destroy him. And and I I, re- I hope that he can find peace on Mount Celestia again. But at least now we can send everyone else home and and help save everyone else. And she kind of like flitters around the console uh, excitedly. Agnes kind of lifts herself up. Okay, let's go get all the angels and bring them here, send them home. Oh, you don't need to bring them here if you don't need to. Some of them, some of them might attack you again like the other ones. Um, they'll just, this will, this sends them home. This, this is the device that prevented them from, from going home. Oh, we don't even have to bring them here. They just, oh, no. great. But well, the second what, what that you do push them... It? Oh, well, it's this one and this one. She points to them with her trunk. Um, uh, do you press them? What well, You said something, the second what? The second oh, just, I... Well, it's just that we. I would. I wanted to say goodbye before we go because when you press it, I'll go too. That's where I'll Aww. go. I'll, I'll go with them. So you're leaving us here to die then? No, well, no. Yeah, I think that you have a way home. You must have come here somehow, right? You, you had a way to come here. Something you can use that way to go before home. Before we get there. Oh, ah, there's no dying beyond death. She served her purpose, slaying Clave of the Wild Man. He's no more use here. Kiki, before you go, do you know of any way around here that we may be able to find some healing? And I cast a look at Azara. <laughs> Um, well, I used up all of my own healing magic, uh, and the angels aren't really in a state to do it themselves. I, oh, I, I don't think so. We don't have a need for things like potions and that sort of thing, I'm afraid. And, and I, I'm not a strong enough holyphant. Sometimes my, my kin can, can perform healing spells, but I've done everything I can. I'm so sorry. It's all right. Just thought it was worth a try. It's been a pleasure, Kiki. Do you not have your own healing spells? (laughs) Azar kind of like coughs up a little more blood and she's like, I I can, I I can, it's bye, Kiki. Okay. I offer a hand and I shake her little elephant foot. Oh, yeah. She'll probably do it with her trunk, actually. She like shakes it with her trunk. Um, thank you all so much. Um, I, I can't begin to thank you what you've done. I don't think any of the other, I think something bad would have happened to everyone here if you hadn't done something. And I, I really hope that Elavio can find peace now. Thank you all. And she just kind of like bows her head to all of you, kind of like nodding her head in all your direction, maybe avoiding Tarkle's gaze, who is just like, you're leaving us to die. <laughs> Clive, is there anything you'd like to say to your, uh, 
vanquish her before she goes. Never ever make such an admirable foe. I hope that I, one day you. the curse of death can be reversed. <laughs> that can be glorious. But I won't hold back next time, lass. Okay. N- neither will I. <laughs> she kind of just looks nervously at Clive. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Kiki. And I press the buttons like she told Yeah, you me. kind of like these these kind of crystal spheres almost. And when you place your hand on them, the whole panel begins to light up. You feel this kind of rush, this pulse of light. You kind of felt this once before, but it was more of an aggressive thing. This is harmless. It doesn't affect any of you. But as soon as the pulse touches Kiki, you watch as she just kind of materializes into golden dust and you just hear a kind of echoing, goodbye. And then she gets transported away. And the, the pulse seems to stretch out throughout the entire camp. Um, and then once it passes, it seems to fade. Everything goes still. It's so quiet. Um, after everything goes quiet, Azara's like holding at her side and kind of turns to the group. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, well, I know I need to rest or heal myself, but I fear another night in this place will end us up like your brother over there. She's kind of not a nervous boy. If what we, do you think we should do? If I feel we should maybe talk to Cecilia, if this dark light can destroy whoever. Azara's just like fading at this point. She's like, if the dark light can do whatever, <laughs> whatever. without a fight, then we'll be fine. Because I can burn the last power I have to make sure I can make it. If not, You kind of hear like a little scrabbling in Azara's pack and uh, Gizit, the little homunculus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> emerges very nervously, kind of like looking around, like making sure everything's safe. And then he kind of pokes his little notebook out and it just says tower. What about the tower? Go to the tower? Back to Cecilia's tower? Okay. Sounds like as good a plan as any. He kind of takes the page. Fix. Fix the tower? Fix me? Fix dark light. Oh, Oh, okay. Okay, okay. You're good at this game, Azara. Thank you. (laughs) I'm used to communicating with... You know what? I don't want to insult the little thing. Let's go. (laughs) Crawls back into Azara's pack, uh, trying to, you know, not be in trouble. Um, (laughs) As it does so. Uh, Yeah. Before we go, Mm -hmm. just in Casey's, I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on myself at the third level. Sure. Yeah, go for it. Uh, that's Would anybody three. else like to cast any healing spells? <laughs> if I had some. healing if I'm going to die. How, how <laughs> bad is everybody Don't else? Don't heal me. I'll just <laughs> die. Considering I'm dead, I'm in an ample amount of pain. <laughs> yeah, Clive did take a bit of a beating in that one as well. I got 17 hit points back. Nice. I'm a little. Great, but... I'm a little more than half dead. Okay. It's like I'm two thirds of the way to dying again. Same. <laughs> so we're all at the same point right now. Because I I could use some magic to cure, but if I should save it just in case we get to battle. Sure. What do you I guys think, think? I think we should talk to Cecilia, and see what the dark light can do, and that perhaps can determine our, our spirits next can take a rest for a brief hour. Yeah, maybe short rest. Shall we rest back in the tower where we know there's magical protection? Yes. 
Agreed. Aye. I'll start and walking. If we die, we okay. die again. All right. Back through the <laughs> when portal. you guys, yeah, when you guys leave the tower and begin making your way out of the camp, um, you see perched on the kind of doorway of the the camp leading out, you see a gathering of about five or six different ravens, just all kind of waiting there. And as you get closer, the center one opens its beak and a mouth speaks out. Congratulations. I see that you have been successful in removing the vigilant eyes that were stationed here. It cost us our lives, but we have. (laughs) Indeed, you have done a great service to me for doing so. Olaviel's torment will haunt him when he returns. One day he will return to this realm but as my servant, a great ally I have gained through this. And as such, a boon I offer. One of you, I offer protection. Once and only once, I will spare you from the grave. One, have you already decided which one of us? (laughs) It is far more entertaining for you to decide that upon yourselves. Decide Decide now. You may decide soon. But of course, if you do not choose, my boon is not there to protect you. Speak it at the dead of night when there is no moon visible and I will hear who you have chosen. Thank you. I guarantee that your journey back to the portal will be safe. But once you return to the mortal realm, be wary. Raedrin is a powerful being that has stolen a power that does not belong to him. Even with the light that you seek to rebuild, it will not be easy. With that, the ravens fly up into the air. Safe delivery to the portal is good. Azara just nods and keeps shuffling. <laughs> sure. Uh, how's Tarkle looking and feeling? Uh, at this point? I, I think that he was literally processing that. Like his eyes widened at the idea of being able to not die. Cheat death. Cheat death. And then he just succumbed to the fact that he would just die again. Yeah. So These people aren't going to save you, Tarkle. You're, you're going to die here. You're doomed. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Pretty tough. Um, as the Raven Queen promised, your journey back to the ruins of Castle Braywinter, that uh, the way that the Shadow Fell works is that the material plane is kind of copied here, but it's all a kind of weird, twisted version of itself. And where Castle Braywinter is this kind of majestic mountainside castle, you know, impossible to besiege, here it's a ruin. It's like a crumbling ruin. Uh, but you make your way back there without any incident. Flying creatures uh, soar across the blackened sky of the Shadowfell. You see undead shapes and things moving in the distance, but none trouble you uh, as you make your way back. Um, and there you see, in the center of the ruins, this kind of rift in space, this kind of tear. And inside, you can see the familiar ballroom with the collapsed floor that you had entered in from previously. Well, Shall moving we? forward, we won't have the Raven Queen's protection. We should be as quiet as possible, but knowing that we'll be out of the Shadowfell, we may be able to get a long night's rest under our belts and possibly fix, and she just gestures to Tarkle, 
How are could we go back to that laboratory where we found Gizit? Maybe be safe there for a long rest? That's where we were told to go anyway. So right. yes, I hope so. In her tower. Let's do it. Okay. So we stealth out? Yes. Yeah, I'm, like I'm, it sounds like you guys would like to, as soon as you cross back over into the mortal, into the material plane, you want to stealth. Mm-hmm. Um, two things. The first thing is, as you all step through, you have that familiar cold sensation that your body, your spirit is almost pulled out of your body, like a string caught around your heart is yanked forward as you step through this rift. Uh, this cold, shivering chill spreads across your body. But then you find yourself in the still cold, still stale stagnant air of the ballroom um tarkal the second you leave the shadow fell that floor eases up like you no longer feel this oppressive fear and weight on your shoulders um because you are not in this place the the place that you feared Mm. it seems that 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 kind of relief is almost immediate as soon as you return to the material plane um there's still an element there like you can't forget the feelings you had like you were convinced you were going to die there and it made you question a lot of things but that you know the penalties the disadvantage on saving throws the actual floor is gone um but it's still an experience that tarko had for sure yeah so then i guess um he would he recognizes that he no longer like he's no longer in danger mm-hmm. but he's just left changed by the fact that he was near death essentially he was convinced his life was over okay Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so like it's almost like i think that talk will maybe like as soon as you step through that portal there's almost like this like you your body almost like feels this weight and you let in this breath for the first time like you've been holding your breath for like you know the last day you're just like oh it's kind of like gasping almost like a freedom of air um, and i think everybody would probably pick up on that there is an immediate change over Tarkle's demeanor um But yeah, you enter back into this open ballroom. There's this huge pit that had collapsed, this collapsed floor that led down into some weird church-like temple below um, that you need to skirt the edges of where all these frozen kind of gray-skinned nobles have been frozen in fear. Um, And they line the edges of the pit. You kind of have to either push through, like you have to push up next to them or try and work your way around them to get around them. Try to like, tiptoe around them as much as possible yeah sure okay well this is gonna be stealth checks as well because you guys wanted to be uh, stealthy so let's Mm -hmm. let's get some stealth checks from everybody who wants to make them uh obviously you don't all have to i i uh i'm going to give clive i'm gonna tap him on the shoulder and i'm gonna be Mm -hmm. like shh and that gives him guidance so you can roll a d4 and add it to your (laughs) ability check clive okay so I'm gonna where where's my D4? Okay, there's D4. So the D4 rolled a two plus the one to my nat twenty is twenty-three for stealth. Twenty-three for stealth for Clive. Excellent. Uh what about Tarkle? Uh, twenty two. Check, so twenty-two. Uh Azara? Twenty-four. Twenty-four and Agnes. Five. Five. So yeah, everybody kind of like you tap Clive on the shoulder and you kind of feel this surge of energy go through him. And the rest of you all manage to kind of, yeah, you kind of gently kind of shift your weight. You move around these statues. Agnes, in touching Clive, you temporarily just lose a second of balance. You reach out to steady yourself. Your hand touches one of these like frozen nobles. And as it does, it just sinks into them and their chest collapses into dust, into like just this fine powdered thing. Their body collapses and like stone shift and... Tark- into the hole. Tarkle. 
that's you. Clive turns back to her and goes, shh. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Um, Agnes is just like, <laughs> but there doesn't appear to be any immediate response to the kind of stones that came loose and this uh, horrified person that just became like, they're now just like a pair of legs, like their body has collapsed into this dust. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's all over your hands. It's like this fine powder. Clive ate that once. He did. <laughs> uh, you managed to kind of sneak your way through. Moving through the corridors, it's very odd. Like, they're, they're still got this weird, twisted elongation. There's still these rifts in space. The shadows are all strange, but you've almost become acclimated to it. Like, this place has elements of the shadow fell, but now that you've been to the real place, like, Actually, this place isn't as scary. Like the, it kind of loses some of its sinisterness. Um, you can tell that it's steeped in its magic, but doesn't isn't doesn't seem as strong. Uh, you don't encounter any undead creatures when you move through into the dining room that you had had a dinner with before. It is empty. You don't hear any noises, um, and you can make your way back into the tower with ease. Which is very there is a little bit of unsettlingness. Like, hmm, where did everyone go? Um, but yeah, you make your way back into the tower. I. Uh... Should I lock the door with plants again? I asked the party. Or do you think uh, we're fine? It doesn't seem like there's much threat right now. Lady Cecilia, if she has any wards we can place on her tower, seeing as it was warded previously. Gizzet, volunteer. Ah, it kind of like pulls itself up. It looks around, sees that it's in the tower, picks up uh, Lady Cecilia's soul crystal, and flies and lands on like the desk, puts like the crystal down, scatters around. Uh, when you say volunteer, yeah, Agnes, you feel the same kind of like shuddering <laughs> sensation. Uh, I'm assuming you give you fail the saving throw once again. Yep. Um, you feel that horrible sensation of being sucked into the little gemstone and bink, 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 feel yourself pressed up against the glass. Uh, and the rest of you will kind of see this now familiar other person take over Agnes's body. <clears throat> ah, uh, uh, I heard uh, Lady Agnes's question. Um, I'm afraid that my wards, once you entered, uh, they are centuries old. They protected the tower long ago, but now the wards are not so functional. However, if we seal the secret, if we seal the, the secret chamber, I, I do not fear that we have to worry about any of the undead creatures making their way in here. None of them have ever been bothered to come into my tower before. Uh, whatever purpose they are now fulfilling for Radron seems to keep them busy elsewhere most of the time. Uh, I, think, I feel that you will be safe here uh, for a few hours at least. Um, Plus, there is, I'm uh, Lady Agnes, and she looks into the crystal. Thank you. Uh, I will need to complete the dark light. It will be easier this way for me to do so. Uh, and also, I can brief you on some things that you should be prepared for and things that you should be aware of. Uh, as Lady Agnes has entrusted her body to me, I feel it's only suitable that she be the one to carry the dark light. Uh, it is, uh, I feel that I can trust her with such a device. Um, you have the ingredients then, and she kind of looks to the other three. Uh, Azara will use the mage hand to pull the mm -hmm. light out. Excellent. Uh, place it, and she kind of takes the dark light off uh, Tarkle, places it on the pedestal. Um, she opens the, the glass and the door. She kind of takes some time to open it, and you can see it's very intricately decorated. The glass is all smoky black, um, and she kind of gestures. Uh, carefully place it inside, and then I will begin the work of finishing the enchantments. Very carefully, Azar will have the, like, holding okay. 
the light by like the tips of the dragon claw fingers like place it in and it's blinding like as you pull it out your pack like it fills the whole space with light but as soon as it's placed inside the lantern lady cecilia shuts the doors the light is immediately cut off like there's no light at all it's completely blocked by the the glass of the lantern this will take me i need about an hour so if you wish to sit down, catch your breath, I may even have a few uh, scrolls of healing around here that you are welcome to. And she kind of begins shuffling through papers and things like that, uh, pulling, uh, kind of takes her a few moments. And then she pulls out a, a couple of scrolls um, and hands them to Azara. Um, they are just uh, cure, cure wounds at level two, two cure wounds at level two scrolls. She hands them to you. Uh, but yes, sit down for an hour, catch your breath whilst I complete the enchantments and then you see her beginning to pull out sort of like little engraving tools and uh uh she goes and finds a wand from somewhere in the room and begins fiddling with the lantern um in azara's walks of magical life would she know if there's any mana potions that she can drink to get <laughs> spell slots back mm, such things if they existed would be quite rare and <sighs> would certainly not be common um, you know, there are, you know, Clive has displayed some unusual ability to be able to replenish magical energy, but this is, uh, sure. very unusual. Um, but it is, it is possible. Uh, yeah. There is also perhaps, uh, you know, as a sorcery, you know, that, um, you know, if you have things like sorcery points, you can get energy back from those and, uh, things and like that. I don't that. have many of those oh, left. That's a, shame. that's a shame. Well, luckily there's always cantrips. So yay. They're sure. They're sure yeah. are. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. You're in a glass. Quite Everyday you. magic. <laughs> uh so yeah, if you guys want to take a short rest, Agnes, technically you can take a short rest because mentally you're not doing anything and your body's being operated by somebody else. So Sweet. we'll say that you can take a short rest as well. Awesome. Um uh and, and also, Celia's not doing anything particularly strenuous. She's just kind of fiddling with, like, runes and casting, whispering enchantments and things like that. Okay. Um, and yeah, you do get those two spell scrolls, Azara, as well. Two level two cure wounds. Um, add those to your inventory, if you like. Um, I'm just going to immediately pass them out. Um, I'm gonna well, you go... have, you're the one who has to cast them. Oh, so I'm you the one who has Agnes, to cast them? Well, you or Agnes can both cast them, because okay. they're on your spell list. Um, so you or Agnes could use them. Well, then to just... I'm just going to immediately wait. How does Tarkal look? Pretty good. Oh, you're pretty good? Yeah. Okay, then I'm going to use uh, both of them on Clive. Uh, okay. He's, he's our tank. So that's at the second level? Yeah, second level. So I'll roll it. Oh, actually, no, you roll it because it's a scroll being cast by you. So yeah, so this is if you cast the spell. That's two, four plus. So that's five. And then the second one, that's four, four, eight plus nine. So five plus nine. However many that is. 14. 14. So you get 14 back from the scrolls. Sweet. All right. Now I'm going to use my short rest hit die. Nice. So while you guys are resting, um, and as she's fixing things, Lady Cecilia in Agnes's body does kind of talk a little bit about. <clears throat> there are some things you should know. The light of the dark light, uh, it, it was designed as a way to combat um, evil magic, or perhaps it is better to say... Uh, magic that deliberates uh, uh, and that brings darkness, that enshrouds and, and hides and obfuscates. Uh, it has the light itself is a bright light, which can be a useful thing against creatures of the shadow. But whoever wields the dark light will have the uh, the ability to give that light other properties. 
when you descend into where Radrin is, I do not believe he will be defenseless. He will have, he himself will likely be a very powerful foe. He may even have minions there to protect him. All I can tell you is what I can guess. Somehow he will be drawing power from the Shadowfell. Attacking him directly in his draconic form will likely be futile. You must find a way to banish or, or sever his connection to it. My belief is that if you can do this, this will basically banish him effectively. It will prevent him from being able to exist in the material plane. It may even destroy him entirely, depending on the whatever effect the spell plague had upon him. This is something you must be careful of. He is exceptionally powerful. Work together. Use the dark light. I created it as a weapon specifically for defeating creatures like Raedrin. And I hope that perhaps you will also find other uses for it as well. Uh, especially if you spoke of my uh, descendant who wished to use it. One of the properties of the dark light is for a brief period of time, it will, it will reveal if a creature is affected by a curse or a malady, or if they are perhaps a, a creature in disguise, it will actually reveal to you uh, their shadow as their true form. Now, it is, not it is not infallible. Many people have mysterious elements to them. For example, their shadow may become that of the creature that they draw their power from. It may become the source of a, a mental domination that they are being controlled by or something such as this. But it is a way to give you clues that perhaps not all is as it seems. It can also help free people from magical curses or uh, deliberations, um, mind control, paralysis, these sorts of effects. And it is also very harmful to creatures of evil and shadow. Uh, be aware of this. It will come in handy during your battle. Uh, uh, an hour passes. Uh, she seems to have finished her work. Uh, you guys take your short rest. Um, and she looks around one more time. I am sorry to ask this of you, and if you wish to leave Castle Braywinter, never to return, I would not blame you. This fight is not yours, but you would be, you would be ridding the world of a great threat. Perhaps not a threat for tomorrow, or perhaps even a year from now, but Raedrin will eventually break free if he's not dealt with. That would be very bad. Thank you for trusting me. Thank you for not giving me to the Raven Queen. I appreciate your honesty and your loyalty. I think it does you all great credit. I thank you. And you feel, uh, Agnes, you feel yourself sucked what? back into your body. Uh, on your character sheet, Anna, mm. look up on D&D Beyond for the dark light and you will have an item. Now, it is, there's a lot of text. You might want to have a quick <laughs> read um, of some of the stuff it does. Uh, it's a very unique magic item. So it does a lot Wondrous of stuff. Wondrous item. Mm. Uh, it does require attunement. So if you have three attuned items, you will need to separate from it. But consider yourself already attuned. Um, Lady Cecilia would have attuned your body to it. So... I only have the Ring of Warmth. There you go. And I totally forgot about that. So, well, cool. All right. Should I read the Dark Light for everybody else as well? If you'd like to, absolutely. You can just read it out, or if you just want to have a quick read of it and then reveal it in a cool, dramatic way, that's also cool. No, I, I would, Agnes would immediately want everyone to know about it. So she's like yeah. sitting on the floor attuning to it and she's staring at it and she's like, okay. It lets me do Here's this. Here's what it does. <laughs> She's yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so 
It's a large ornate lantern made of blackened metal and several large onyx stones that seem to pull in the light around them. At the center of the lantern sits a brilliant chunk of crystal that emits an exceptionally powerful light. When the lantern is shut, none of this light can escape the darkness so glass, but once opened, the light projected can harm evil creatures, reveal hidden secrets, destroy curses, and more. So she's like showing this and like, beep, boop, beep, boop. It's like light, <laughs> yeah, and dark, it's, light, So dark. it takes an action to open it as you'll read, but yeah, once it does, there's this brilliant like sphere of light that surrounds Agnes when she opens it, and then when she closes it, the light's just gone. It's it's you know very instantaneous, and it's white light. It's not like, a, like lantern or torch light. It's like this brilliant white luminosity. Cool. Yeah, very Gandalf. An- kind of with the staff yeah. like cool as an action a creature can open the dark light and project a 30 foot sphere of bright light around them as i'm doing the light can be activated for up to four hours but then must be recharged by being left in absolute darkness for 24 hours as a bonus action a creature can mentally control the dark light to have one of the following additional effects on any creatures within the light so without doing as an action i can open it and it's just light yeah. But then as a bonus action, I can. For one minute, uh, the light is considered sunlight and up to five creatures of your choice gain a plus two bonus to AC as well as dexterity and constitution saving throws while they remain in the light. Once you use this ability, it can't be used again for 1d4 sunrises. So I could be like, yo, sunlight mode and everyone gets plus two bonus to AC as long as they're in the light. That's yep. dope. Um, for one minute... The light causes a creature's shadow to reveal hidden information about them. If the creature is disguised or has changed its shape, the shadow becomes out of its true form, but it also may reveal more cryptic or mysterious elements, clues about the past, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with the sunrises. For one minute, uh, any creature other than you begins its turn in the light. Oh, any creature other than you that begins its turn in the light must make a DC. 17 constitution saving throw or takes 3d8 radiant damage on a failed save and is blinded until the start of its turn takes half damage on a success so if we use that no one but me needs to be in there other than enemies yeah. so you, you need to be on your own kind of like blazing this super bright light basically yeah, yeah. and then um final, e- final effect is you can choose up to three creatures within the light each chosen creature may either gain 3d8 plus your level hit points wow Whoa. or end an effect on them that causes a reduction in hit points reduction to a, a single ability score or other harmful effects such as blindness paralysis petrification etc this may also remove one magical curse madness or flaw the creature has if it was caused by an evil creature plane or other magical effect So, and each of those abilities can only be used once per 1d4 sunrises. Yes, but you can use all four, like, as long as the light is active. You can change it, like, each round. So, each of those, you basically, they're active until they, for one minute, until you're incapacitated, or until you choose another effect from the list. But once you've used it, it's 1d4 sunrises until it comes back. So, there's a long recharge time on it, but the effects are all quite powerful on their own. Uh, so Agnes and it's a one-handed from... thing, so you'd have to like hold it in one hand and then have another hand free for like spell casting or whatever. Okay. So like Clive, if he's using a two-handed weapon, wouldn't be able to hold it. For right. example. Uh, as soon as she finishes that list, she kind of looks up at the rest of the party and she's like, "Are we sure that I'm the best one to hold this? I mean, should should someone else? I mean, why me?" Lady Cecilia trusts you and. You are a magic user. Yeah, but sometimes I tend to um, 
throw magic at things I shouldn't. And I look at Tarkal and kind of like look at the floor. <laughs> well, I mean, there's no time to learn like the present. And Maybe Lady Cecilia was in your up. body. So she must know what you're capable of. All right. Kind of rolls up her sleeves and shakes herself Are off. Are we keeping this? Is this what we're to deliver to the noble? Certainly seemed to be what the, she was requesting you bring back for her. Yep. I assume we are trying to defeat Radron within the next hour or so. And then we leave this horrific place and return the lantern to its rightful owner. Possibly uh, seeing if we need to cast a light on their shadows and see if they might be cursed by the Shadowfell as well. Very good thinking. Good idea. Um, and I know that it may take a long charge to get that skill back, so possibly we reserve it for after the fight, Agnes, if you don't mind. All right. We don't need to know secrets about Raedrin. Okay. If it comes to that, I guess we can just delay our return. Could always camp out with the, what was the horse's name? Scorch? Uh, sh Shroud, the one oh, outside. Shroud. Yeah, Shroud. Yes. We also hang out with Shroud for a couple of days. He's Famous streamer, streamer horse, Shroud. Yes, Shroud. <laughs> um, yeah. I kind of realized that after I'd named it and after an episode had gone by, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a guy's name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. That's a content uh, creator. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you, you, you don't know what you might need to do. Like, uh, you know, unfortunately, even Cecilia didn't quite know exactly what Radrian's thing was going to be like. She has the best guess, which is what she told you. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's it. We just, we just know that we're going to have to use this light on Radrian somehow in some way banish yeah. his connection to the Shadowfell, which will banish mm. him whether yeah. that being banishing his mortal body and destroying him with holy light or possibly when we find him there will be an orb a portal who knows does anyone have any spells that can sever ties cause banishment move people from plane to plane anything <laughs> like that i do not as i have not long rested or <laughs> uh honestly i i can't i have to change levels to get banishment back yeah. gotcha i have to level up super playing above game i ain't got <laughs> it right now well <laughs> I, you will figure things out when you get there yeah yes has an hour has probably gone by yes an mm -hmm. hour has gone by i i said goodbye to my elk sweetly sure by the way. <laughs> And it um sure. and it kind of just like laid down and shimmied into like a, a simmering pile of little coals Embers that pulsed and... and then went out and nice. were like kind of absorbed that. into the ground. That's cute. Yeah. Uh not setting anything on fire as well. Nice. I love it. Yeah. Uh okay. Uh Clive or anybody else, anything anything else? Or do you guys just want to begin, you know, how you I mean, you kind of got the impression that it was more to Castle Bray Winter below that pit that you had like opened up. Is that where you're going to go? Do you want to try and find somewhere other other way down? Like, what's the plan here, folks? I mean, did, did we see any stairs downwards, or was that the only way? There down? was the giant pit. Um, there did seem to be some sort of passageway uh, beneath the collapsed staircase in the ballroom, but you don't know where that leads. Uh, you just saw that there was like a secret door that had come open. Um, but then there was the giant pit that Clive and Agnes had fallen through, and there was more corridors leading off from that. There was like a tunnel leading off from that that mm. church or temple that was hidden beneath the ballroom. 
seems like a, as good, good a place to start, start as any. Yeah. Okay. Jinx, bro. Uh, Jinx, bro. Not okay. Well, you guys make your way back. Uh, you make your way back to the ballroom. It's really not far from the tower. It's a short corridor away. Again, no sign of other creatures or anything else. Um, and yeah, you see the the large open pit. And then, yeah, there is a kind of secret door. It looks like that was once part of the staircase that's come open. Uh, that seems to lead into a passageway. Um, what would you guys like to do? Clive, jump down. I was, oh. I was looking at Clive. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, off we go then. And just jumps down. Wee. Okay, just give me a quick acrobatics check. Let's just or athletics check. Either either or. Let Let's go with athletics, please. Yeah, that sounds that sounds right. Uh, eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah, easily enough. You kind of just uh, kind of hop down, land on like a there's like a kind of broken half balcony that was part of this temple complex, and then you can climb down from there. Um, easily enough, yeah. And you land amid the piles of the giant bones that was the giant skeletons, or like the twelve skeletons that made a big skeleton that you fought before. Uh, you kind of land amongst all those bones, and there is um one sort of long corridor, like a shaped stone corridor that leads off from this room. Um, oh, leading down. sorry, I just remembered. Um, did I attune to the Ebon Scorn? I don't. I don't remember. I don't believe you did. No, the but the sword. In in all oh, of my yeah. long rests and short you rests, you could do if you wanted can, to. Yeah, yeah if you wish to. I, I think I would wish to. Oh, interesting. Let me just roll some dice. Jesus Christ! <laughs> the sword called totally Ebon Scorn. Uh, I mean, it has a dragon on it. Can't it like yes. me? You I'm attuned to the sword. You attuned to the sword. Okay. You now have a magical longsword. Is that it? Uh, did is I not give you the stats all? for it? Did I even make stats for it? This is where I'm... It's been so long because we've we've had a few... Airborne's gone. Did I make it as a separate item? Sorry, folks. No worries. Okay. I did make a custom item for it. Uh, as far as you know, when you were tuned to it, it is a, uh, it is a plus one longsword. Okay. And uh, where's my Castlebury Winter Notes? Um, I believe it does additional damage. It does like a D6 of additional damage. Uh, where is my document? Uh, wasn't. Oh, God. This is the problem. Like when players are like, hey, remember that thing I picked up sorry. like five weeks ago? What does it do? I'm, like, I'm sorry. I just question. remembered when we were talking about it. No, 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 no. And it's the, it's the not your fault. And it that's, reminded that's a, me about that's being a me, decapitated. That's a me problem. You know, that's not on you. It was almost no. decapitated. You were. Uh, that was a that was the effect of like whatever was possessing the sword, not the sword. I'm I'm afraid to disappoint you that the sword itself doesn't have that ability. Oh. Um, <laughs> well. That was the effect of the the uh, thing on the actual sword itself. Um, so it's just a green plus one longsword it is a plus one longsword uh the handle is shaped like the head of a black dragon with two red rubies for eyes uh it deals one uh, in fact yeah it's full origins aren't known but it is a plus one longsword as far as you're concerned and i will write up an item okay Um, you definitely, I think that when Azara holds it, it, it's, it feels very uncomfortable in your hands. Like you, it, it feels like the sword really dislikes you and oh. gripping the hilt, there's almost like a, like a dull pain in your hand when you hold it. I will not hold it. I will put it in a, <laughs> in a sheath. Sure. 
Yeah, you like put it in like you're kind of sticking out the 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 satchel or something like that. Yeah. Slide it down into the back. But yeah, it is um it's definitely uncomfortable to wield and you get a, a very deep sense of hatred towards you specifically coming from it. Oh, like the sentient sword hates me. Cool. Great. Maybe. Love that. We'll find out. Uh okay. so Clive jumps down. Um anybody was well the rest of you guys didn't can do. Can I climb carefully down? Sure. Yeah, if you take your time, you don't even need to make a check. You guys can all help each other. Clive's there to kind of catch anybody that comes down. Um, you guys can all descend into this temple and you see this long corridor that seems to stretch out onwards. Uh, before we go any further, do people want to take a quick break? I would like to get another drink. So I'm just going to do a quick break here, if that's okay. That sounds good. I'm just checking that White Tech's friend is okay with that. I hear nothing. So I assume so. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Okay. Because I know we talked about having some like a break halfway through for Weak Bladder Nate and and folks. So. Oh, cold the fuck out. Weak oh, I mean, he Nate. asked for it because right he there, said actually. he has a weak bladder. Yeah. The toilet so. boys have weak bladders. Toilet boys. Toilet boys. So I'm going to grab a drink as well. So, I'm right, going to we'll change into sweatpants and out of breeches. Yay! Okay. <laughs>
Hello. Welcome back. We just had a quick little break, um, but now we are going to crack on with what could be the very final elements of the situation here in Castle Braywinter. The party having descended down into some sort of hidden temple beneath the castle ballroom, see a corridor stretching out before them that seems to head deeper into the mountains that the castle has been built into and upon. And the castle seems to descend down at a very slight incline and leads further away, deeper into the mountains themselves. You guys will stand there. It is dark, uh, but you carry your tools, your weapons, your equipment. You have the dark light completed and in your possession. Uh, there is only one thing left. So my friends, what would you like to do? And who is going first? That is perhaps the most important question. All right, off we go then. <laughs> uh, Azar will actually put a hand on Clyde's shoulder and say, maybe the person with the holy lantern that can protect us from all evil should go first. Clive, have you accepted that you're alive, by the way? That <laughs> uh, sounds like a like a metaphorical and rather intrusive question, don't you think? I mean, you didn't die. The the elephant, the little golden beach ball didn't kill you. You don't got no evidence of that one. <laughs> I'm grab Clive's wrist and <laughs> feel his pulse. What is this then? There is much trickery in the afterlife. Yep. Still has to prove himself. He's still dead. He's come back to Ooh. the mortal world, but that doesn't mean he's alive, I'm guessing. Oh, I didn't think mind. about it like that voice from beyond. That is a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Well then. The, the, uh, I guess I won't be going first since I don't have your fancy flashlight. I mean, it's not that it necessarily protects us from all evil, right? It doesn't do anything to, like, repel anyone. I mean, right, off we go, then. <laughs> I was going to try to argue a case. Okay. <laughs> all right, so Clive just begins marching down this corridor. The rest of you kind of follow in pursuit. Um, it is a little bit, like, moving down this corridor, there are kind of side passages. Um, they seem to either connect to other kind of uh, staircases that lead back up into the ballroom. One of them does. Another one seems to lead off down to what appears to be almost like holding cells uh, when you glance down there. Empty now, but uh, holding cells nonetheless. But eventually that a corridor comes to an end in a large cavernous space. Knowing those of you who know, you know, things like castles or have spent time in castles or keeps, normally there is a, a place that's secured for sieges where people like stores can be protected, where people can come and hide if necessary. Um, and being built into the mountains, Castle Braywinter has clearly carved that into the heart of the mountain, deep and below the earth itself. Here, it has clearly been expanded upon. This large 50-foot-high cavern, expansive on all sides, maybe 100 foot uh, to either side. Uh, large stone columns have been carved, each one inscribed with dark, wicked-looking runes. Metal braziers with a blue flame have been lit kind of at significant points to cast these long shadows by each column. And all of it leads to a single point at the far, far end of the room where you can see a, a very unsettling sight. 
a stone archway carved into the very mountain itself, each section of it in glyphed with these dark symbols and stained with dried blood seems to have been erected. And another large, dark, shadowy portal uh, shimmers in that space. But unlike before, there is no other side. It's just endless void. And half merged through the portal as if they had been halfway through pulling themselves from it is a terrifying creature. A dragon, large, larger than anything you have perhaps come across so far. Its scales have turned to smoke and glass and it emerges like half pulled. It's one of its wings has been pulled through two giant front claws and its long snake-like neck ending in a regal but sinister draconic face. Surrounding it are piles of gold coins, silver coins, art objects that have been pulled from the manor above. You can see anything of wealth that the castle once had has been dragged here. And standing beside the dragon are two humanoid creatures. They would have been people once, humans most likely, but now their features are half draconic, much like the great shadow dragon that is stuck within the portal. They too are half made of shadow and glass. Their humanoid features distinct, you know, warped into those of a dragon, and each carries a crystal black staff in their hands. On either side of the chamber, you can see that there are three giant spheres being held up on altars. The spheres seem to swirl and crackle with black energy and great wisps of magic trail towards the dragon who is glutting themselves, drinking in this power that is infusing and throughout their entire body. Uh, it does seem to notice you when you arrive into the chamber. Uh, one great eye opens and this black void just stares out of this smoky gray scaled eyelid. <sighs> Long has it been since any mortal has entered my realm. <laughs> this is what I've needed. He just kind of gestures with one claw and the two draconic figures open their own eyes, raising the staffs as they emerge. Um, as, a, as a note, Azara just looks disgusted to see like anyone taking on the form of a dragon being used for evil because she just feels like, how, how fucking dare you, first of all? Like, mm. racist much. Um, and so yeah. this, this particularly sets her her heart aflame. She's, well, from what you gathered as well, Radrin Radrin was a more it was a human. Like yeah, he yeah. he transformed himself into this into like an he, evil shadow dragon. Yeah, so she's like exactly. personally offended. This isn't even a real dragon. This is yeah. a guy. Who it, this made is a guy in. parading as a dragon, mm -hmm. a mean dragon. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you guys see this before you, and like this chamber is is quite large. You know, it's probably sort of like a hundred foot across. Um, it's probably about sixty foot to the where the dragon and this altar is from your current position. Um, these huge stone columns uh, in like a set of three, and then you have these altars on either side. Three of them spread out quite far. You know, there's probably a good sort of sixty, seventy feet between them with these giant glowing spheres and all of these spheres have this tendril of magic that goes back to the dragon. Uh, 
what do you guys do the dragon doesn't even seem to be it doesn't show any sign of fear or intimidation um but it, they are definitely the dragon and these two guards seem to be definitely cautious uh they seem to be ready to strike should anything happen stand down or we will force you to stand down <laughs> <laughs> What a little creature would make demands of Raedrin the Shadowforged. I am greater than you could possibly imagine. <laughs> I turn to the party and I'm like, I think we should destroy the altars. Uh, Azar will nod and say, uh, quickly say, destroy the altars, destroy the portal. And then after that, she'll turn around and immediately cast uh, a third level witch's bolt at the at one of the orbs okay well so you see that as azara casts a spell the two guards are immediately going to react we're going to roll initiative straight after this spell like azara is basically getting the spell off and that's gonna yeah azara's like go go for the orbs go 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 and then so throw the lightning bolt at an orb there's three orbs uh we'll call them a b and c they're all quite separated so there's mm -hmm. about 60 70 feet between each one uh, which one would you like to go for? And you're casting Witch Bolt, right? Lightning damage. Lightning damage. Okay. Um, actually, no. I'm casting Guiding Bolt. Okay. Yeah. I'm casting Guiding Bolt at... Let's go with A. Okay. So third level. All right. So give me yeah. the ranged spell attack then. This, you do have to hit them. They do have some substance to them. Uh, and right. the columns and the darkness of the room definitely uh, will give them some defenses. 23. 23 will hit, so the, the streak of light launches through the darkness and impacts against one of the spheres. Uh, does Radiant Energy do anything special to it? it? It doesn't do anything special, but it doesn't have any penalties, so cool. just roll normal damage one, two, to me three, here. Four, five, six. That's 66. That is 5, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16... 17, 18, 19, 20, 22 points of radiant damage. 22 points. So the light explodes into one of the spheres and you see it ripple and you see parts of it crack and break, not fully destroyed, but as it does, the shadow dragon roars, this terrifying roar. And as it does, the darkness in the room seems to swell. And that's where we are going to roll initiative. Uh, so... Let's get some initiative rolls from everybody. Uh, what do we get? Uh, as, yeah, who wants to go first? Who's got initiative ready to go? Eight. Eight for Agnes. Nine. Nine for Zara. How about Tarkle? Fourteen. Uh, Fourteen. Fourteen. And then Clive of the Wild Main. Also 14. 14. Okay. Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. They are going to go at this initiative. Okay. Well, unfortunately for you guys, Azara, you do manage to get this kind of like alpha strike off, and you see it has a you know an impact on these one of these spheres. You can see these these tendrils of magic almost seem partially disrupted uh, as one of them goes towards it. But the two dragon, like shadow dragonborn, we call them, or shadow half dragons, immediately come rushing towards the group of you. Um, they just sprint forward, kind of wielding these crystalline staffs as they do so, um, and sensing that you have obviously attacked their, uh, their precious uh, sphere. Uh, they are going to launch an attack. One of them is going to probably clash. If Clive's at the front, um, Azara, Agnes kind of stepped forward uh, to talk to the Shadow Dragon. We'll kind of put you guys sort of in a line um, as you kind of all stepped forward to meet them all. Uh, they are going to rush in. As they get close to you, 
you feel this like heavy weight on your shoulders like you almost feel tired and worn and old as they get near you um you currently have this as long as they're close to you they you have disadvantage on saving throws whilst you're nearby them um azara one of them's going to try and smack you with their uh, shadow staff uh that is going to be a do do 27 to hit yeah that hits yeah that hits yeah yeet I didn't say yeet. There's no yeet no. here. It just hits. No. It's just a whack. Uh, that is going to be do 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 eight. Uh, so eight points of bludgeoning damage, uh, okay. followed by nine necrotic damage. So that's going to be seventeen total. If you don't um, have any resistance to necrotic, I don't. But I am going to uh, just because heck this dude. Mm-hmm. Where's my reaction? Uh, there it is. Oh no! It's long rest. No. Never mind. There you go so they kind of come up give you a one solid whack with that and then after they hit you with it they're going to reach out uh and this ghostly kind of chilling spectral hand is going to try and grab you Not again. Uh, that is only going to be a 13 to hit haha it does not hit the spectral hand tries to grab you and like hold on to you but you manage to kind of pull yourself away with the force of the blow uh the second one is going to engage uh probably clive and tarkle um they're going to do one staff attack against Tarkle and one staff attack against Clive. Uh, Tarkle, that's only going to be a 10 to hit you. Posh. Uh, and then a 12 to hit Clive. I rolled ah. a two and a four. Very bad. Uh, so you kind of fend off this attacker who's like fully stepped up to engage you now. Uh, they don't speak. They don't make any noise. They just rush up to you silent as shadows uh, as they do so. Uh, rushing towards you. You feel this oppressive uh, power bearing down inside you. The dragon, the shadow dragon, you can see that it can't move from its position. It's like it's half merged into the portal. But what it does do is it rears its head back and you see it beginning to draw more power from all three of the spheres. You see it kind of sucking in power, almost like it's sucking in a breath and it's winding something. It's like preparing something. Uh, Clive. I I really want to hit a dragon. Okay. Uh, you currently have this guy in front of you. You'll have to maneuver past them or just take an opportunity attack if you want to just charge past. I'm I'm charging. Okay. I see, right. I well, see look- this large dragon guy. I'm like, this is oh, this will be a redemption. Okay. Uh, the opportunity attack is going to be a 19 to hit you, Clive. Uh, that's fine. Uh, that is going to be uh, so that's going to be seven bludgeoning damage, and you're not raging currently, so that's going to be the full seven. Um, unless you would like to rage before you charge through. Uh, I, I, yes. <laughs> do you want to do your wild magic surge then and see what you yeah, your wild rage yeah, surge? Yeah, you know, I'll do that first. Uh, Might affect things. The, the yeah, so take three, three bludgeoning damage then if you're raging because it will half that. All right. And then do your wild barbarian raj. All right, let's see what it is. Oh, finally. Oh, no. <laughs> He's so excited. I rolled an eight. So as I'm running up to this dragon and I'm char I'm charging this charging this shit, a bolt of light shoots out from my chest. Oh and nice. Okay. I thought it was gonna be a different one. <laughs> nope. And okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna blast him. Before You're you do that, when him? the when the staff <laughs> does hit you, uh, so you took the three bludgeoning damage, but also fourteen necrotic damage as That's well. That's fine. I'm yep. I'm you're like, happy that you're cackling e- wildly as light care. bursts from your chest. Taking um, the damage doesn't even notice. It's like, okay. 
the light bursts out of your chest, Clive, and you rush forward, like, to kind of strike the creature. You can make an attack roll against the uh, dragon if you wish. Uh, well, first, uh, blah, 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 constitution saving throw. I will tell you now, Clive, you go to strike, the light hits it, and even when you bring your weapon down, they have almost no effect on this dragon. Whatever power it's drawing in from these spheres, the weapon is just rebuffed immediately. The light is just you know, bounced away from it as if there's a barrier between you and the dragon. Um, it has absolutely no effect, I'm afraid. Well, it looked it looked great, though. It did look very cool. Nobody else has seen that. Like, you've rushed up and it looks like you've struck into it, but it, the, the dragon just has, like, no reaction. But you can see that there's clearly some sort of magical force here that is preventing you from getting the blow against the dragon itself finally get my ARM I'm going to attack recklessly. <laughs> <laughs> Against the dragon? Yeah. Okay. That is uh, 18 plus something. Swings the axe down. Same, no effect. Just kind of... As if there was like uh, like some sort of armor around this thing. So, uh, so... Oh, so it's not even an armor class. It's a you can't hit it. Yeah, seems to be that like it like it's not moving. Like this thing can't physically move from its position. So even like biting down, like your axe is stopping before it even connects with the dragon itself. Like there's this layer of magic covering it, and it's All just right, like I'm, I'm 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 gonna use my second attack on something else. Yeah, you can turn around. Um, you've got the you can rush back to the two dragon guards that you were fighting. Yeah, uh, you can also go to one of the spheres. Nope, dragon guards. I need to okay. Kick the dragon will get to make an opportunity attack against you. It's going to try and swipe at you with one claw as you That's rush fine. past it. I'm already dead. 24. Uh-huh. To hit? Yep. And then that's going to be 7. Uh, 13 slashing damage, but halved, so that would be 6 slashing damage. So it does kind of like manage to get one claw and just manages to kind of whack you as you're running past. Now you have seen. You have no hope against Raiden Shadowforged. <laughs> As he as he claws at me before I run, I just uh -huh. turn back to him like, I've had bad, and I'll keep going. <laughs> yeah, and then you rush back up. Like you'll probably dash towards the dragon, and then you'll dash back to just catch the last of the guard. Um, uh, if you want to make your second attack. Yep, that's an eighteen to hit. That will hit. These guys are wearing pretty good armor, but you still manage to strike them with the blow. Strike you with a blow. Ooh, man, that is. 12 damage. 12 points of damage. Nice. Uh, did you add your rage damage from that as well? No. Or plus three. It's another three. Well, uh, three. Yep. Oh, wait, no. It's an auto three. My bad. I rolled Yeah, it's an auto it's three. three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you kind of rush up and you manage to sink the axe in. They kind of wince. They don't they don't cry out. They don't scream, but they do kind of react to the damage. Um, and yeah, spin around to try and face you. Uh, Tarkle, if there's nothing else, Clive, we go to Tarkle, then it'll be Azara, then Agnes. Basically, you guys are all after the monsters, so it's a pretty easy initiative. Cool. So uh, whichever, uh, seeing everything that happened with the dragon, I'm not even looking at the dragon anymore. I'm just looking at the uh, the person that Clive attacked, and I'm just going to toss my kiss of silver towards you. Sure. Yep. Staying where I'm at currently. Huh. Ah, that's a two plus eight, so ten. Two plus. Do so I have eight. advantage because I have someone? Because I have a friend near him. Uh, you don't have advantage, but you would have dealt sneak attack damage if you had hit them. So 
right. you don't get the advantage because they went first as well. You don't even get your assassin thing. Um, so unfortunately, this the, the figure seems to be a pretty adept fighter. They spin the staff down and manage to parry the kiss of silver blow to the side, leaving you kind of on the on the defensive. Um, okay. Is there still anything well. like any sort of cover, a pillar? Yeah, there are these big stone pillars throughout the whole thing. So you could try and back off and there's these thick shadows. Like the whole room is like cloaked in these like thick, heavy shadows. You could try and, you know, disappear into one of those or hide yeah. behind one of the stone columns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to disappear into the shadows with my... Actually, I'm going to try to hide behind a stone column with my bonus action. Like okay, yeah, sure. So give me, a, give me a stealth check and I'll just compare it against their um, passive. I rolled a 7 plus 12, so 19. 19 okay sure uh so you kind of like lift you know dash to the side um and hopefully going to try and uh get away basically uh mm -hmm. if you can you're not sure if they've seen you you don't know if they're aware of you but okay. uh you have hidden pressed yourself up against the stone of one of these columns cool. um azara you have one of these guards in front of you <clears throat> and you can see the dragon still drawing in power from these spheres kind of you can see it's preparing some sort of powerful attack um I'm going to quicken my spell, mm -hmm. um, and then I'm going to uh, cast Word of Radiance, uh, the one in front of me. Okay. Uh, which is a con 13 check. Okay. So this is your cantrip you're casting as a, yes. as a bonus action, yeah? Yes. Uh, as... Because you're quickening it. Well, I wanted to... Uh, cast because technically uh, uh misty step is a bonus action yep and so then i would have to and that's a spell right so i would have to cast yep. a cantrip so yes yes but you you if you're casting uh word of radiance as you because you said you were going to quicken word of radiance well i want to quicken i guess because i want to cast word of radiance first and then misty step away yeah it's misty steps always a bonus action you don't need to quicken the spell you could cast word of radiance as an action and then misty step is a bonus action as a normal spell oh cool okay then i want to do that yeah, yeah okay I do there that. you go sure cool um all right so word of radiance i rolled against for these guys these guys uh, i think have a decent con yeah this is a 22 uh they still take half damage uh, if it's a cantrip, I don't believe. No, so. you're right. Okay. So they, uh, you kind of this blinding light, but they throw their hands up, covering their eyes uh, as this light bursts out from. Them. They don't are not happy about it though. <laughs> they are definitely not happy about it. Well, that's too bad because I'm gonna use Snowmorn to uh, misty step. Pop. I want to kind of misty step back to where the furthest pillar is away. Okay. I'm guessing there's a pillar behind me. You can get 30 feet away from these guys. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. assume that you're kind of like teleporting away from I'm like I'm teleporting the away from them towards a pillar. And then I want to use the rest of my walking movement to mm -hmm. pop behind the pillar. Like okay. I want to, because if I see that a dragon is trying to do a something this way, I want to get out of the way you'll, of it, the something. It will definitely give you some cover. You're not sure if yeah. it will protect you entirely, but it will, no, but it will I, give yeah, you bonuses and stuff. Yeah, I want to take a little bit of cover. Mm -hmm um yeah uh okay and then you can do you want to move closer to the sphere you already damaged or do you want to move to like towards a different sphere um three spheres we've got a b and c so far i'm guessing they're kind of like in a, in a triangle right yes they're and... they are all separated from each other and far away from the dragon right yes okay i want to go towards the one that i hit okay and cool. then behind it away from okay. the dragon breath yeah, get into one of the columns. Great. Yeah. Agnes. I want to summon my wildfire spirit. Okay. So bonus action. 
and um, that has an effect, right? When it gets summoned, mm -hmm. it's um two d six fire damage. So I'm gonna have it show up by the altar that Azara already damaged. Damaged, okay. And not not so that uh, Azara's by that one, right? I'm assuming you're going to try and avoid hitting Azara, yes, right? Exactly. You, you want to try and summon the fire spirit so it's it's far away. Sure. Yes. So uh, yeah. 2d6 fire damage to that altar is seven fire damage. Seven oh, more points. But with enhanced bond. No, I didn't cast a spell, so I don't okay. think that works. Uh the flames like kind of, you know, the you see Kanda kind of appear, the flames do lick the sphere and you can see it kind of like pressure. It kind of causes a few more cracks and things to appear. And you can see that that tendril of magic going to the dragon seems to flicker for a second, but it, it kind of resumes. Um, it's damaged, but you, you're not sure how tough these things are, so. And can, so these altars, mm -hmm. the dragon and the guards are still like not in the center of them, right? Let me let me kind of paint the picture, right? So if you have yeah. like a large circle, imagine like a big cavernous circle, right? Mm -hmm. You guys are at the entrance. The dragon is at the furthest end away from you guys. The three spheres are kind of in a triangle, like two on one side, one on the other. Um, and then the guards have rushed up to where you guys are. So the guards are right gotcha. in front of you fighting Tarkle and Clive now. Um, mm -hmm. The dragon is like 60 foot behind them. And then the spheres are separated on either side of the room. Um, and then you have these six columns kind of uh, in, in supporting the ceiling as well. How far are the altars from each other? Uh, they are about 60, 70 feet away from each other. Okay, so far. Um... You, you wouldn't be able to catch all three of them in like a one fireball, for example. Mm -hmm. um, you have to kind of focus fire one at each uh, one at a time. Well, I'm going to use my action to just... I'm going to run forward into the mm -hmm. middle of the altars and then uh, i'm gonna or okay. would i provoke an attack of opportunity if I do you won't that? provoke an attack of opportunity if you run to the middle of the altars that's the middle of the whole chamber and they're going to be like 60 feet away from you so if you want to no, i you, can't you, run that far more yeah. like i run past them mm -hmm. a bit so okay. i can run like 35 feet so maybe i run like 25 feet or whatever okay sure um and then i'm going to turn around from behind them mm -hmm. and in fact actually i'm going to no, never mind. I'm gonna just turn around behind them, and I'm gonna, as an action, open the dark light and just see what happens. Okay. Uh, so again, is the idea that you want to open the dark light near the spheres or near the guards? Like, what's what's your thinking here? Because if you're in the middle of the room, you won't be near any of the spheres. The spheres are on either side, like they're on the far side yeah. of the walls. Okay. So um, I actually you have to wanna pick run... one sphere. Is the the one that Azara already damaged? Is it one of the two on one side or the one on the it's other side? It's the one on the it's the one on the left hand side. We'll okay, call it then I'll the go to the closer side. of the two on the other side. Sure. Yeah, yeah, you can and, go to that one. So we'll call that B. Yeah, and um, I want and I want to um, open the dark light to catch as much of like the guards and the altar as possible, just to see okay. what effect that has, if any, on. Sure. Them. So you open the dark light. Uh, the guards, it doesn't seem to have an immediate effect. Like it's bright light. You create this sphere of light, and the rest of everybody can see this globe of light around Agnes. The guards kind of like blink at it, but they don't seem to be harmed by it. The sphere, however, is definitely doesn't like being there. Um, you can see that the light uh, reacts differently, but the light from the dark light alone isn't enough like the sphere is reacting to it but you think that it probably one of the powers might be have a greater effect on it um mm -hmm. but yeah so it you doesn't can seem to do it damage but it seems to be it doesn't it. like yeah so you think and i would say that like being in its presence using one of the dark lights four powers would probably have a stronger effect like you know mm -hmm. it, you can see it's it's you know doing something to the sphere mm -hmm. 
Uh, anything else, Agnes? No, that's my turn. Okay. Uh, at the start of the turn... Oh, oh. wait, but then... Um... Kander gets a turn, even though I just said it does. Yeah, Kander does. He's over so, by um, uh, Agnes's uh, sphere. I'm going to go ahead. Kander's going to cast Flame Seed and just stay on the same altar okay, that they sure. were on. So that's going to be plus eight to hit. Okay. <laughs> Ten to hit. Ten to hit. hit. Uh, no, the sphere is, it, it has like a form of substance, and Kander's little flame kind of. Pff, just bounces off of it, uh, unfortunately. Doesn't quite have enough power to hit through. Um, as I'm rolling it does so. horribly today. Well, you'll see, we'll see what we do. Two. See what we do. Uh, Clive and Tarkle, you're currently still engaged with these two guards who have rushed up to meet you two, and they're kind of looking towards the two spellcasters. One of them is looking at Agnes. Uh, the one that you've been fighting, Tarkle, is looking at Agnes, and you can see he's about to turn away from you and rush towards her. Well, I, I went behind the pillar, right? I'm oh, hiding. that's right. You rushed behind the yeah. pillar. Sorry. So he being, you know, he's just going to go towards Agnes, uh, not mm -hmm. being able to see who he was. Uh, both of them are going to cast. Um, yeah, I think both of them are going to cast Armor of Agathis on themselves. So you watch as this black crystal ice just forms around them like armor. Uh, and then one of them is going to rush towards Agnes to kind of threaten you. Um, they're not going to get to make an attack, uh, attack of opportunity this turn, uh, attack throw, but there is one who's like rushing towards you, Agnes, with their weapon raised. The other one, Clive, will just turn towards you um, and just kind of gesture, you sort of a matrix kind of come fight gesture towards you, uh, Clive. Uh, the dragon continues to pull in this power, and you can see that they've nearly built up enough power. You can see that they're almost ready to unleash it as the dragon is like, yes, yes, taste the power of the shadow fell at my command. Clive. Uh, I, ju I just gotta, I just gotta bring it, so I'm going to bring it. Sounds good. Reckless? Uh, yes, please. Very well. Okay, so that's a dirty 20, but let's see. Yep, dirty 20. Dirty 20. That will definitely hit. Uh, when you hit the creature, the, the black ice armor that he surrounded himself with is going to explode, um, and you take 25 cold damage. Oh, neat. Armor of Agathis is a very good spell. <laughs> If you I learned that to... today. <laughs> it's a <amazing laughs> spell. Um, but I yeah. still, I still roll. You still do damage, yeah. You okay. still do damage and everything else, but you just like as you hit him, the the armor kind of breaks away and like up in your face, and shards of it get embedded in your fur. Well, that is twelve. Twelve points of damage. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so twelve. Does the armor look gone? Uh, the armor is that including your plus three for your rage, by the way? Yes. Okay, 12. Uh, the armor does not look gone. Uh, it looks pretty much half like you've broken half of it off, but it does not look gone. Oh, well, I'm going to swing again. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's going to be another 25 cold damage. <laughs> well, definitely Clive, though. Do I, do I get the hunch that it would blow up on a fail? Uh, if you hit... No, it will not blow up on a fail, so it only is when you hit. All right, because that's a 14. That does not hit, so therefore okay. it does not explode in your maybe, face. Maybe that was a sign. And it then uh, I would like to... Mm, wait, Reckless is free, right? Yes, yeah, you okay, just decide cool. to use Reckless, yeah. And I would like to Daunting Roar. Oh, okay. So that's what, Wisdom Saving Throw? DC 16. Okay. 
Uh, the first one will just barely pass. I got dead on 16. The second one uh, is a fail, however. So the one that um, was rushing towards Agnes uh, mm -hmm. seems to be unaffected, but the one fighting you, seeing you just take all this ice in the face and then letting out this bellowing roar, they do seem shaken. Like You can see them kind of looking around uh, cautiously. Uh, they are frightened. Good. Good. All right, end of your turn, Clive. If so, we go to Tarkle. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I'm going to attempt to look behind the pillar and throw my dagger sneakishly at the one that I've been targeting. Okay. Yeah. So that's the one that rushed off after Agnes. Yes. Um, do I have advantage? Am I hidden? You do. You are hidden. Yeah. It didn't Aha. detect you. Okay. So that's, uh, 15 for the first one and then a dirty 20 for the second one. That will hit. Yeah. The dirty 20 whoosh, kiss of silver whoosh, flashes through the air. 17 damage. 17 points of damage. Kiss of Silver slashes in. You can feel the creature reel from the blow. They kind of look around, trying to see where the attack came from. Uh, what else on your turn do you want to do? Uh, I'm going to attempt to hide again with my bonus action. Okay, give me a stealth check. Mm -hmm. Pretty sure. Uh, 11 plus 12, 23. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of just whip around the, the shadow again, hiding from your target, uh, blending in with the shadows um, easily as you do so. All right. Cool. Uh, Azara, if you're done, Tarkle, we have Azara, then it's Agnes after Azara. Yeah. Um, I am now I'm going to quicken my spell. Okay. And I am first going to how how cracked does this orb look? You know, it's got some cracks in it. It's it's you know, you can see the the flickering of power is is it becoming erratic, but okay. it's difficult to gauge. Okay. Uh I'm gonna. I'm going to second level guiding bolt it. Okay. Uh, let me roll to hit. 14, 15, 16, 17. Oh, dirty 20. That was stupid. I don't have to. That will. Plus that six. hits the sphere. Cool. Uh, that's 5d6. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. That's 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. 22 points of radiant damage. 22 points. That's going to get us to... Yeah. You watch as the guiding bolt shatters against the orb and you see parts of it break away, huge chunks of the orb. This mm -hmm. black crystal breaks away and the, the magic surrounding it does seem to break apart, but there's still just a piece of it left and you can see that piece is just funneling you know this this weak little wisp of energy back towards the dragon um still still there uh, but that was a bonus action for you i'm gonna firebolt it okay give me a five volt um, uh range spell attack yep. Eighteen. Eighteen will hit cool uh that's 2d 10 that's a seven and that's a seven Okay. The fireball, as the guiding bolt, you see this remaining fragment. And then with your other hand, whoosh, this gout of flame erupts and it breaks and shatters this remaining fragment. As it does, that tendril of magic dissipates and you see uh, this kind of flash of light erupts around the shadow dragon who lets out this rule. Where he's been gathering this power, that power seems to just escape from the dragon. It kind of just escapes up into the air. Whoosh losing control of whatever power he was about to unleash um, and as he does so it lets out this defiant roar um, where as a reaction uh, 
as he kind of like roars, yeah, you think that is enough? I do not need three past spheres to defeat you. And this darkness just swells out. This magical darkness engulfs the entire room. All of you that are not Agnes or next to Agnes are in complete darkness. You are basically blinded. The only thing you can see is Agnes who's holding up this light. It's like this one beacon in the night. You can't see the enemies. You can't see the columns. You just see uh, Agnes. And you begin to feel claws digging into your skin in the darkness. Um, Azara, you still have a movement and stuff. This That was a reaction in your turn. Um, how far away does the light look? Uh, it will be at least 70 feet because 60, 70 feet because uh, that's where Agnes was. Uh, and I don't suppose my can misty step as a movement because that's a spell. Well, you've right? bonus actioned as uh, your raid guarding bolt I this sure turn. I sure did. I sure did. You can 30 feet, you can start making your way towards Agnes, but. I'm going to stay behind this pillar for now. Okay. Wait. How far away from the the dudes am I? No, I mm, I don't want to go out into them. the open. I okay. don't want to go out in the open, so right. I'm gonna stay here and be very quiet. Okay, all right, uh, Agnes, uh, you you know you've you've raised the lantern up. You see Azara shatter this sphere. This disruption to whatever attack the dragon was building up fades, but then he lets out this roar, which completely engulfs the room in darkness. Except for you, you are surrounded in this bubble of light. You can still see the sphere. You can still see the guard who's trying to attack you, but everybody else is now in darkness it's just you and the 30 foot radius of light mm. what would you like to do i feel like i should be using lantern but i also feel like we should be saving that for dragony boy the choice is yours <laughs> all right i'm gonna yell don't come near me and I'm going to use okay. the bonus action to um, activate the effect that causes um, any creature that begins its turn in the light to make a DC 17 constitution saving throw or take 3d8 radiant damage and be okay. blinded. All right. I will make that for the figure. Uh, that is going to be 7 plus 6 is only a 13. So they're going to take 3d8 radiant damage, the guard next to you, and they will be blinded. Um, if you can roll that damage for me. Is that because it says when they start their turn, does it happen instantaneously? It, I'll say for this, it happens instantaneously. I might need to change some wording on the dark light, but it will basically be the first time they enter that area or when you do this effect. Basically, That's how Moonbeam works. So I yeah, figured same same it's... idea. You got the idea. Yeah, 3d8 radiant is what I said. Yes. And then I'll keep an idea of the radiant damage as well. That's destroyed. Ten radiant damage. Ten points of radiant damage uh, to that Gloomweaver. Uh, yeah, that you hear like this, like hissing, like <laughs> from the guard who is attacking you, kind of clutching their eyes. The other thing you notice is that sphere next to you, as you've activated this power, it is beginning to burn away very quickly. You think mm. that if you keep the light there for at least one round, it will evaporate that sphere it'll destroy it basically but you have to keep the light on it for a whole turn basically um okay. so as you're holding up this light and it's blinding everything around it erupting this damage you can see the sphere beginning to almost burn away as it does um, well i was going to turn my attention to the sphere for my action but since that seems to be taking care of itself mm -hmm. uh this blinded guard mm -hmm. I'm just yeah you gonna... still got your action yeah i'm gonna go ahead and just well i'm gonna i'm gonna Cast a flaming spear at it. 
flaming sphere. Flaming sphere. Sphere, sure. not spear. Um, it's like, that's a cool spell. I've never yeah. heard of that. <laughs> it so could be a five foot sphere. diameter sphere of fire appears in an unoccupied space of your choice. Um, and last for the duration, any creature that ends its turn within five feet of the sphere must make a dexterity saving throw. The creature takes 2d6 fire damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful save. Okay. So when, it's, when um, it starts its turn, which is going to be next. So I'm just going to yeah. roll it now. Uh, I did roll a natural 20, so it's going to take it half damage on this person. Oh, it's blinded, turn. actually. Oh, when it ends its turn. Okay. Uh, all right. But uh, I want to cast it because it can't see. Yeah. So I'm trying to cast it so that it won't see it and it won't run away from it. So. Yeah, sure. Uh, so you kind of conjure this ball of light behind the the guard who's like stumbling around blind. Um, mm -hmm. The darkness stays in place. It seems to be lingering for a second around you. So the only thing that it can really see is you. Um, it is going to, yeah, I think that they're blinded. Um, they're going to reach out with, ooh, oh, yeah, I'm going to back you weren't hit by melee effect, were you? Uh, they are just going to kind of, ah, ah. Uh, and they're going to cast invisibility on themselves. So you see them just kind of vanish from sight. Um, you hear some like footsteps, but you're not sure whereabouts. They don't move far enough away from the sphere. <laughs> so they are going to take the damage. Uh, so if you roll the damage for the fire spell for me. I lost it. Where did it go? There. It's 2d6, uh, I think. Yes, 2d6. Eight. Eight points. Um, do you do extra damage with candles out when oh, you cast yeah, the fire spell? Oh yeah, one more d8. Thank there you. There you go. Bam. It's all right. Plus two. Plus two. Ten. Uh, so you hear like ah, ah coming from nearby, but wh wherever this creature is, they seem to be invisible um, and aren't quite sure what they what is going on. Uh, at the end of their turn, that's uh, one of them does seem to will probably tackle um, in the darkness you almost feel like a presence move up behind you uh, as if they, they can see normally through this darkness and they're going to attack you. Uh, this is the other one that was uh, around. Uh, that, however, is still terrible. Oh, no, they have advantage. Um, that's still terrible. That's only a 14 to hit. That doesn't hit. It doesn't hit. And then they will use their second attack to cast Chill Touch. That, however, probably will. That's going to be a 26, I think, to hit yep. you. So you feel this like ghostly hand grip your neck or your throat and like clutch on. You're going to take some necrotic damage. Nine. Uh, that's going to be 16 necrotic damage and you cannot regain hit points until your, was it next turn? Uh, until the end of your next turn. It was 16 uh, necrotic? 16 necrotic, yes. At the start of your next turn, you can't regain hit points. So if anybody heals you, there's nothing. Gotcha. Um, cool. Uh, the other one is blinded and just stumbles around after casting visibility. Uh, the darkness, um, you feel that kind of digging into your skin. Those of you who are in the darkness um, begin to grow. I need all of you to make a constitution saving throw for me, please. Not Agnes. Uh, 15. 15? Dirty 20. Dirty 20? 16. 16, okay. Uh, you guys are actually all okay. Uh, so you're going to take half damage, which is still going to be 10 necrotic damage as the darkness kind of like, like 
digs into you like this it's alive and then after it does that it seems to vanish uh bringing sight back to you as you are once again in the room the the two spheres still standing uh near where agnes is and the dragon is just like this time i will not fail and you see it beginning to draw in the power once more kind of almost like reaching and lashing out trying to grab at whoever it can but you're all too far away and so it begins drawing in this power preparing another powerful breath of whatever foulness it's about to spew clive oh okay still in darkness no the darkness oh got blown away as the dragon began this second attack Uh, you can see that the thing you were fighting is no longer around you it's moved up and it's fighting Tarkle now and then there appears to be one stumbling around a giant flaming ball that Agnes has conjured and is like (laughs) I'm going to swing at the the stumbler okay yeah you have advantage because he's blinded hey 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 All right, boop so the first one is a 17 to hit Uh, that will just hit them Um, so even they've got the armor so if you can roll again see if you get crit if that was the first one i do not okay so you still hit um yeah you bring the morning star crashing into their side they don't see it coming uh so that is eight eight Uh, points yeah eight piercing eight points marvelous uh yeah the first blow digs into their side they kind of stumble and i'm gonna wait yeah i'm gonna do it again okay I'm trying to read. What is my, my melee damage, strength weapons? Um, I'm trying to figure out what my rage is doing right now. It adds plus three damage to each attack, but that's not added in D&D Beyond, so we need to add that manually keep, each time. I keep forgetting that. That's yeah, okay. So another three. Yeah, done that. Added that. Uh, that. And then also, yeah, your wild rage. I think you can do that light thing every turn. I think you can like shoot that light out every turn. Oh, I, I thought it was just one. Is there a level of magic? Uh, when you enter your rage, roll on the wild magic table to determine... Huh. I mean, if DM says it, then... Yeah, we'll check it later, but for the sake of this fight, let's just say that you can do it every turn, because uh, I think otherwise it's kind of lame <laughs> Okay, you don't get to do that. Sunbeam it is. I'm going to blast them. Except that won't do anything, will it? Or do uh, you mean re-roll? Uh... No, I mean the the so was it a a bolt of light shoots from your chest. Yeah. Another creature of your choice that you can see within thirty feet of you must succeed on a con saving throw or take damage and be blinded. Um, you can use this effect again on your turn as a bonus action. So you can choose like one of these uh, guards that you're fighting oh, if you wanted okay. to. Is what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'll okay. I'll blast the one I'm whacking. Uh, that's a sixteen. So on the con save. And that is what is the the. Oh boy. For you, that would be 11 plus 14, I think. So it does succeed yeah. on it. It does okay. manage to kind of like, kind of resist it. But you get a second attack. Yep. Uh, so that is a 23 to hit. Let me just see. That if will I definitely crit. hit. Yep. Nope, I don't. All righty. Okay. Uh, nine total, and that's adding the three. Nine total. Nine, nine so this one, as they're blinded from whatever Agnes did to them, this, this blinding light, um, you're kind of staying on the very edges of it where they've kind of stepped out of this this light that Agnes conjured. Um, you kind of swing the mace, get a couple of hits in. You can see that they're they're very sturdy, these dragons, and they're, they're, they're managing to hold up a fight, but they're getting worn down the more and more you go. Um, yeah, all right. Clive, uh, if that's it, we go to Tarkle, then it'll be Azara. Uh, I am going to look the one that is engaging me right in the eyes 
Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to look over his shoulder at his stumbling blind friend and throw my kiss. <laughs> <over him. laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, it makes sense, right? Like, you, yeah. you know, you've got the ally. Um, yeah, so give me a ranged attack. You have advantage. Uh, 15 plus 7, 22, and then another 15. So both 15. Uh, uh, both 15s to hit? Uh, well, 15 roll plus 8, so 23. Yeah. Okay, yeah, then that hits. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say 15 total. No. Sneak attack. This no, one's no. 25, much better. 25 points of damage. And does the poison damage go off? Because I always forget about it. It does go off, yes. It's an extra, uh, I think it's an extra four my proficiency of poison damage. So again, the Kiss of Silver flashes out. Um, the dagger kind of embeds in its neck and you see this green sort of thorns and vines kind of around its neck, uh, infecting it with some sort of illness. Um, the one does in front of you does stop you hiding and stuff. Like, like There's no really, you can really go uh, to get away from them. Um, is there anything else you want to do? Um, no, because I got this guy right in front of me. Okay, um, sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm just going to stay put. Keep okay. Uh, Azara. I love that everybody's bullying that one dude. <laughs> He's yeah. just tripping over He's himself. He's blinded, yeah. Make, make the most like... of it. <laughs> um, Absolutely. I forgot he was invisible. <laughs> I mean, anyway, carry on. <laughs> oh, I thought like his invisibility disappeared once he did a thing. No, um, no. Well, Never mind. Hmm. It's all right. There's a lot going on. It's late for me. It, it's fine. It's fine. Um, how hurt does the stumbly boy look? Um, let's say that his invisibility comes back on because I've remembered it oh, now. Okay. And so you can <laughs> you now. can sense that there's some creature there. Um, the only one you can see is the one fighting Tarkle at the moment. Um, there is the two other spheres as well. Right. One of how... them it looks like is being like slowly Siphon. destroyed by Agnes's light, but the other one is too far away for the light to affect it. How far away is it from me? Would 60 you say? Feet. 60 feet? It's like 60 feet away. There's like a triangle of 60 feet. So right. it's like 60 foot to one, 60 foot to the other, and then 60 feet between those two. Right, right. Now, if I wanted to lightning bolt, is there a way that I could angle myself to hit? You would have to move one? 60 feet to do it first, and then next turn, maybe you could hit both of them with the lightning bolt. So you could move and then dash this turn, put yourself in position. Um, it would move you closer to the dragon. To I do don't so. want to do that. I do not. <laughs> I do not want to do that. No, so, thank you, sir. I do not wish to. I, I do not wish to move close to a draggy. Um, I'm just going to go straight for uh, the other sphere okay. with a lightning bolt. All right, I'm not going to make a deck saving throw for a stationary lightning bolt, so this affects mm-hmm. it full power. Cool. Um, it does this seem is... to resist some of the lightning, however, but it's full damage. It's a uh, half damage, but just yeah, it hits. It basically it hits? doesn't. It, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. It's it's resistant, I'm so it takes half damage. Roll eight d six. Give me a second. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, Agnes, you are up next, so have a think um, what you want to so be doing. That's uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, plus my extra three. So 24. 24 lightning damage. Half to 12. Damn! So you see the lightning bolt launches out. It strikes the sphere. Uh, it cracks it once again, but it doesn't quite have the same power that you were hoping for it to do so. Um, would you like to move, Agnes, or are you going to try and, uh, Azara, are you going to try and still stay close to these columns? Um... Do you want to move closer to your team? Do you want to move closer to uh the, I just don't want to be out in the open. Sure. Yeah, you just stay behind a pillar then. Yeah, I'm going to stay behind a pillar. Okay. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. Um, Agnes. 
can I see any of this going on in the dark? So the darkness got banished. I said the, 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 when the when he started charging up the attack, the, the darkness kind of got blown away. Um, gotcha. Like when the guys took all the necrotic damage, so they they it kind of like dug into them and then it vanished. Okay. So yeah, and, you can see everything now. And I can the guy that I was fighting is still invisible. Yes, yes, he is. Oh, he appeared for a brief second yes. to be attacked by Clive and Tarkle, and now he's mysteriously vanished again. Um, and where is the other one? Uh, the other one is currently fighting uh, Tarkle. So just on the outside. And he's visible. Out on, yes, they're both visible. They're on the outskirts of your light. They're on the, the edge of your light, basically. So it's about, it's less than 30 feet away from me then. Yes. Yeah, it was. it's 30 feet exactly away from you. Great. So since I have my um, flame sphere and oh, I, yeah. can, I can throw it around now that it's out. So I'm just going to. Yeah, you can roll flop. it like an Indiana Jones ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to throw it at the guy that's fighting Tarkle. Okay, cool. So um, dexterity save. Yeah, and it's a uh, seventeen. That's a I fail. Believe. I rolled a two. Oh, so sorry. I have so many things going on. So many irons in the fire. Let as, me tell you. As it were. Don't worry. So do I. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Running complicated so, encounters. Yeah. Two d six fire damage. Sure. That's going to be seven fire damage plus. Two, so nine. Nine, nine damage. points of fire damage. Yeah, the, the ball kind of rolls past him, throwing him off as he's fighting Tarkle, but yeah, scorching as it goes past. It actually stops as it hits him. That's the rule. Okay. Um, kind of slams into him. And so he's it just like, like hits him in the butt and then hangs uh -huh. out behind him. Okay, cool. Um, then how is my, how is the so it's altar the end doing? of your turn. So it's at the end of your turn. You can see it's nearly destroyed this fear, but it's at the end of your turn. It will destroy it. Okay. So it's still doing its thing. That's fine. Um, I'm in concentration, so I can't do another. I'm just going to, can I, I guess I need two hands to use a longbow. You do. Yeah. I mean, you could just like ready yourself. If you've got an action spare, you can always take the dodge action, which is its disadvantage on any attacks against you. Or I could do an instantaneous spell. Or I have darts. You could try and throw a dart. Gonna, I love that. I'm just going to like leave my brother alone. <laughs> throw a dart yeah. at him. Sure. Yeah. Go for it. Throw uh, a dart on the one fine tackle. I have rolled so many twos this game. So just many twos. Flies past. Uh, no connection. However, okay. some good news. At the end of your turn, the light of the dark light destroys another one of these two spheres. And as it does, there is that similar thing where the tethered energy going back to Raider and the Shadow Dragon seems to explode in a flash of light. And whatever attack was being built up is dissipated once more. Just kind of erupts and, and blows away. And you just hear just like this defiant, enough, enough of these games. Fine, I will destroy you myself. And you can see with one giant claw. But isn't it Candor's turn first? Uh, it will be. Uh, okay. This is like in reaction, reaction. to the sphere being gotcha. destroyed. It begins, the dragon begins pulling itself out of the portal more and more. And you can see that its body is being kind of almost... Um, like uh, the the parts of it that it's pulling free of the portal are skeletal and dead like limp and not moving but it's it's coming out of this portal with its giant four claws one drooped dead wing one active one and it's pulling itself closer towards you and you can see like dark flame beginning to build in its mouth candle's no. turn no thank you candor 
is going to zip over and uh, do fiery teleportation with me. Okay. Although, how far like am I from? How far am I from the other altar? There's one more. Sixty feet. Sixty. Big old triangle. Well, it's almost fine. like it was designed that you couldn't get there in a single turn. Well, Candor's still going to do that so I can get that 30-foot boost toward get the a 30 other foot altar. Boost, yeah. So, okay, mm -hmm. so you teleport about halfway through. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, so that's going to move you away from the pillar and the, the altar that you've just destroyed and 30 feet closer towards the thing. Okay. Um, all right, perfect. Uh, the Tarkle, the one fighting you, is going to continue its assault against you. This time, it's it's you can see that it, there's desperation in its eyes. No words still, still hasn't spoken. Um, it's going to attack you once with its staff. It's a natural one, uh, which is a miss. But then uh, it's going to reach out and you feel dark tendrils of necrotic energy. I need you to make a constitution saving throw, please. As it's going to cast a fifth level blight. No, I rolled a five, which is a seven. A seven. This is going to be 9d8 of necrotic damage. Hi, guys. This has been fun time. Well, you have... Uh, oh, no, you can't uncanny dodge this. I can't uncanny oh, can dodge a spell. Seven... Uh, 9, 16, uh, 16, 21, 28, 32, 34 necrotic damage, Tarkal, as these dark tendrils kind of embed into your body, feel like your life force being sucked out of you as this spell takes hold. Um, the other one who was invisible is no longer blinded and is going to turn on Agnes, who has got this powerful light. It does not like that. And, oh, did uh, he? Because he started his turn before... You moved the sphere. Dang it. I should have stayed. Uh, you see a similar spell to one that a uh, Azara likes to cast as he is going to cast Witch Bolt um, and has advantage as is currently invisible. Uh, Agnes does a 17 hit. Yes. So when you cast this spell, so second, third, fourth, fifth. This is going to be oof, 5d12. What? Lightning damage. Yes. Yes. Which is bolt is mean. It is mean, but only for the first blast, and then it gets less mean. So 14. Oh God. Also, I roll terribly. 19. Thank goodness. Oh, that was good though. Uh 31 points of lightning damage as this bolt of lightning shoots out of the guard's hand, kind of catching you in the back. Uh and uh yeah, they are then Ow. gonna just uh they will move towards you. So they're going to kind of like rush towards chasing after you. Um, they're a little bit out of range. So they're not going to catch you just yet, but they are coming towards you. Um, the dragon. The dragon. The only person that it can reach, uh, its attacks do have reach. It kind of claws itself forward. It is going to breathe its its breath weapon. Uh, this engulfs the room. Everybody who is behind a column, uh, which I believe is only uh, Tarkal and Azara at the moment, um, you have uh, a, a bonus to your thing. You have a, a bonus, which I, I will know. Uh, so all make dexterity saving throws, please. Oh, goodness. A good one, at least. <gasps> I'm going to assume a natural 20. <laughs> By that little excited face. Right. 
I'm a rogue. Do I get advantage on dex checks for some reason? You, not for dex saving throws, no. Um, okay. You have evasion, I believe, which is if you succeed, you take no damage. If you fail, you take half damage. Okay, well, I don't, I don't, I got a total of a 15. Got rolled a seven. Okay, okay. 15. Nice. Uh, Clive. Do I see what's happening? You do see what's happening. So you have danger sense. So you yes. have advantage. Danger sense. Danger sense. Good, because the first one was a one. Okay, so that's a 15. Okay. And uh, Agnes. I rolled 21. 21. Okay. So, um, sadly, Clive, you're the only one taking full damage on this uh, because Great. Azara and Tarkal are. Uh, Tarkal, you nearly are caught by the full amount, but the cover of the column, you press your back up against it. And because of evasion, you're going to take no damage from this. Um, Azara and Agnes, you guys are going to take half damage from this. But Clive, you are taking the full, full whack here as this shadowy flame just erupts uh, through, um, completely engulfing the room. That is going to be, uh, that, Clive, that's 40 necrotic damage and 20 to Agnes and Azara. As this, 20? You, you guys say 20. Clive takes 40 because he's taking the full amount. I'm down. So, Clive, you see this flame kind of erupts over him. And he's just, oh. Um, In death, there is also death. <laughs> Even with oh, the no. nat 20, I didn't dodge it. That's you wild. did. No, you did. You're taking half I know, damage. but like... Yeah, that's how D&D works, man. Like, you take half damage on success. So, like, you manage to push yourself up against the cover, but the flames lick round, and this dark necrotic energy cuts across you. Um, and, yeah, you guys see that Clive kind of, like, collapses into the middle. Uh, Clive, it is your turn. I don't need you to make a death saving throw. Tarkle. I don't... What? Whoa, I'm nervous he's now. he's already dead. Oh, oh, you beat death. Dude, I'm proud of you. Um, I guess I'm going to try and fight the person by me. Sure. Am I alone within this fight? You are currently alone. No, then I can't fight him. He's the worst. There's no point. I'm going to use my bonus action to disengage. Okay. And I'm going to go stab a sphere. Give me the sure. sphere that looks the most damaged. You can throw your there's dice at the left. sphere that Agnes is running to. Yeah, there's one left. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'll just chuck it. I'll chuck it there. And you can see, by the way, as well, like the 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 magic as these two spheres have been destroyed. The the dragon does not look good. Like it, you can see, like parts of it are like turning black and into that gray ashy substance as these mm. spheres are being destroyed. Um, this thing is is in a rage. It's in like a near death kind of rage as it's coming okay. towards you now. How close is Agnes towards the sphere? Thirty, 30 feet. feet from. Oh, yeah, so I'm not gonna get uh, sneak attack damage on this sphere. Well, maybe. Oh, okay. I will. I'm try to hit it my with my dagger. Sure. And I roll a nine plus eight, seventeen. That hits and do okay. sneak attack damage. Yes. Oh. Um, this thing, uh, the magical weapon, does. Uh, you still manage to find like weak points and stuff on it. Cool. So it's twenty damage. Twenty points of damage. Uh, okay. That is going to bring us to that amount. Uh, so yeah, the the knife, your mother's dagger sticks into it and you see these cracks beginning to form. The dragon lets out another like, no! Uh, Azara. I'm going to quicken my spell real quick. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to use a third level uh, guiding bolt Okay. on the little sphere boy. Okay. Um, how far away is 
Oh wait. No, yeah, no, that's fine. That's cool. Okay. We're good. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Um. After roll to hit. You do. Uh, fifteen plus six, twenty-one. That will hit. Cool. And third level guiding bolt is sixty-six. One, two. Three, four, five, six. Oh, God. That's 10. That's 16. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. 27 points of radiant damage. So as the kind of cinematic shot of this is, as Tarkal is running up, he throws the dagger, spins through the air. It cracks cracks the sphere. Agnes is running forward with the light, which is just beginning to kind of touch the edge of the sphere. It's radius beginning to burn it away. Uh, Azara, you kind of reach up and you feel that familiar whispering of the wind from your from your goddess. You see Clive kind of collapsing as the black flame engulfs his body. The flame launches out. And as the guiding bolt slams into the sphere, you watch as that crack that Tarkal's knife created, the guiding bolt impacts it directly and it shatters into a million pieces. And as it does, Radrian just lets out this one last and then just crumbles into dust as all of the necrotic energy that was binding it together just fails and falls apart. The archway at the back of the room, the blackness disappears, leaving bare stone. But it's bittersweet because as you turn around, you can see that Clive's body, where the black fame has completely engulfed him, one of his arms has become almost skeletal. Like it's been sort of like burnt and and kind of the black flames have like almost torn the flesh away from it and he's not moving. Azara Um, will immediately sprint over and cast Spare the Dying. uh, I hate to say this, Clive, unfortunately, when that weapon reduced you to zero hit points, when that attack, you, you technically died. Uh, there was no death saving throws. But that doesn't necessarily fully mean the end. Uh, I run over and cast Revivify. Okay. Oh! With the oh! diamond that we prepared and brought because we actually planned this time. Yes! So you rush over, Agnes. <laughs> you see like Azara trying to heal Clive and he's not moving. Okay. Like he's not stirring. You kind of see the life drained out of him. You rush over within the few minutes that you have. You know that you only have a few seconds for this spell to take effect. And you reach, you search deep in, in Clive's chest. And there's just this tiny ember this tiny speck of life that's still holding on, this warrior spirit, yeah. You breathe in a a breath, this flaming life swells, color begins to return. And Clive, for a moment, you see yourself on just these dark, empty, gray plains, these grassy fields. You look around and it's empty. You look down, you're not really, you're you, but also not you. It's kind of wispy and shadowy. And there's this deep sense of foreboding. And then you feel a warmth spread through your chest. And then you feel that those grassy plains begin to burn and melt away. And then <gasps> you take in a breath, open your eyes, and this bright, fiery-haired woman is standing over you. You feel like a pain in your arm, but you are alive. You feel yourself like <gasps> come back to uh, as you look down at Agnes's life. <sighs> Fuck it, that's close. Did we do it? Was I redeemed? You beat death again, Clive. Clive, you're you're back with us. You're you're oh, you 
and Azar kind of is like choked up because like now she's he's actually like okay came back from the dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Death cannot take place of the wild men that easy. <laughs> Azar will pat him on the head and cast cure wounds at the first level just to give him a little. Agne- and Agnes, yeah, while she one. does that, is like, did you? As you see, I revivify. I used revivify, and then it brought it back to life. You see, I did. Uh, Azara in a in a like in a overwhelming sense of emotion will just like tackle hug Agnes after Yay. cure wounds and oh you get six hit points by the way Clive okay. after I'm told redemptions happened and I'm back with the living I'm like where's the holophant <laughs> <laughs> not there see no sign of Kiki the holophant around have to wait for another day and i think that clive uh you know we can wrap this up in a kind of flashback at the start of season two with you guys making your way out of castle bray winter but i think that that is too good a point for us to end uh this whole affair on, on but... where is the hall of <laughs> that's a perfect yeah. line to end yeah. the season on yeah, yeah so we're gonna end things there We'll have like a little recap. You know, you guys make your way back from the castle. We're going to go over this in the start of the next season. But yeah, you guys are going to make your way back from the castle. I'm going to assume you're going to collect all the treasure. That is oh, here. yeah. There oh, is a bunch yeah. of treasure. I will tell you what that is very quickly now. Uh, there's a lot of money. There's about 1,700 gold, about 5,000 silver, some very expensive looking, looking paintings and jewelry. There is also an adamantine breastplate, a suit of adamantine breastplate armor. Um, which is, is that similar. light armor? It is medium armor. Guess what? (laughs) Ah! Medium armor. Uh, So with that, that is where we're going to wrap things up for this episode. And then we'll have you guys go back to Evening Star. You have the dark light. You have destroyed this potential threat that if left unchecked could have caused harm and and become a greater problem. Uh, You have a feeling that you fought that dragon nowhere near its full power. Mm. Um, But uh, yeah. Uh, a very well done thing. And with that, that's going to bring the end of uh, Let's Thank Be Star season. Excellent. Thank you, Mark. Woo! Woo! A, a little great bit season. longer. Sorry for taking a little bit longer. We're going to wrap things up super quickly now. We're just going to do quick shout outs and then we're out of here. And take us away with the quickest shout outs ever. Uh, reminder that we're starting season three right away and we're going to be yep. playing Mark's Candlekeep Mysteries. And it's going to be super awesome. Check out cantripbrand.com. I'm at Anna Prosser. I choose Shady. Hi guys, I'm Shade Penguin. We're starting season three immediately next week, and we're starting out with Candlekeep written by Mark, uh, by Cantrip Brand, even though I'm not wearing mine right now. Uh, <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Shady Penguin. I tag Mika. Uh, everything that they said specifically by Cantrip Brand, uh, cantripbrand.com, <laughs> uh, at Mika Burton. Also, I am riding a new horse now, so go check out at Mika Strides. Uh, I really like horses. I am tagging Nate. Hey guys, we're starting season candle kip next week, written mm-hmm. by Cantrip. Be it. sure to go <laughs> to, to Mark Hume's mystery.com. Yep. Uh-huh. It wants slash tour. The Bam. end. And Thanks. Mark. <laughs> tell us about your mysteries. I'm, I'm Mark and I've I've got mysteries of candles. Let me tell you. Come and buy my scented mystery candles. Uh you can check out if you want to see me do more DD stuff, go check out High Rollers DD. It's the show I've been doing for five years. I'm exceedingly proud of it. Uh, and I always ask people to come and check that out. Also, yeah, season three of Knights of Meaning Star, we're gonna be playing my adventure that I wrote for a DD book. It's gonna be a very different tone. We've had very gloomy, sad uh Shadowfell times. It's now time for something a little bit more lighthearted. Uh, so we're going to have some lovely, lovely time uh, in my adventure, The Price of Beauty. 
that sounds nice, doesn't mm. it? Nothing uh-huh. bad can happen in that adventure. No. Um, mm-hmm. no. Uh, thanks so much, everybody. Uh, we're really excited to do more seasons. Till then, take care. Bye-bye. Ta-ta.